Hi everyone, and welcome to this series of additional recordings intended to provide you with information on some other legal issues you may encounter while doing disaster recovery work. In this episode, you'll be hearing from Juliana Burgess-Portugal from the Legal Aid New South Wales Work and Development Order Team. We're a statewide service, so we have offices all across New South Wales, in Gosford, in Lismore, in Orange, Liverpool, Wollongong and Sydney. And I sit in the Sydney office and we give specialist fines advice. Uh, So I'm a solicitor and I help people in hardship to resolve some of their unpaid fines issues. And what's the uh, criteria for um, being applicable for a WDO? So in order for someone to be able to go on a WDO, uh, they would need to show that they are in some kind of hardship. And the main one, I think, that would apply for a lot of disaster recovery victims is Centrelink benefits, if they're receiving Centrelink, or they also have a medical or mental health issue like, for example, um, depression or anxiety, which can happen for a lot of people who have gone through trauma, through you know being involved in floods and, and also bushfires. There's also the eligibility of if you're even under, under the age of 18, that's an automatic um, eligibility. And then um, there's also people who, are, who have a serious addiction to drug or alcohol, as well as people who have um, impairments as well, like a disability or cognitive uh, impairment. Okay, great. Just to follow on from the Centrelink uh, payments, does that include those one-off payments that Centrelink have been offering? So there were, we understand that Centrelink had been offering like $1,000, for example, to as a dis, um, disaster relief kind of benefit. Um, technically, the WDO guidelines say that the benefit needs to be an income-tested benefit, and there's actually 12 benefits that are listed in the guidelines. Um, but, so to answer your question directly, that wouldn't be one of the um, straightaway Um, eligible benefits but there is a subsection in the guidelines that allows us to actually say under exceptional circumstances this person is still in an economic hardship so if you are receiving that Centrelink relief then we can still uh, get you under economic hardship as your eligibility criteria we just need to know that you've got it and we can flag this to revenue this is obviously for solicitors and non-lawyers who are going out to help at disaster recovery centers So what's the crossover between fines, WDOs and people who have experienced a disaster? So often people who are experiencing a disaster or have been in a disaster zone have a whole bunch of issues that we might not know about uh, until you dig a bit deeper. So if you're someone in a disaster zone, you don't uh, have a lot of cash uh, lying around to pay off your fines. So essentially a WDO service referral would be really fantastic uh, because we can help them get their license suspended lifted and any business restrictions as well lifted so that they can get their ID documents from Transport for New South Wales. So if you're a solicitor sitting at a recovery centre, what could a client, I mean, a client might have just come over and said, Service New South Wales told me to come over here. I'm not really sure why. What are the kind of questions that those solicitors could be asking to uncover a fines issue? Well, one of the key questions you can just broadly ask is, hey, Bob, do you have any fines? Um, Often that person might not think that that's at the forefront of their mind because they've probably got issues with, um, you know, insurance, property, they've lost their house, their family, they need immediate shelter. Um, But you might also uncover uh, some of that, some of the fines uh, issues if you also ask them if they are able to drive. So a question like, um, are you able to um, 
you know, do you have a suspension on your license or uh, do you have any restrictions in place with Transport for New South Wales? Um, so maybe an example here would be really good where I was helping a, a client who was really worried because he had lost his house to the bushfires. Um, he was up in the mid-north coast and uh, I asked him if he had any proof of ID or any any documents so that we could assist him um, with some of his broader legal issues and he didn't have any and he said actually RMS refused to, or Transport for New South Wales now, refused to give him any ID documents. So one of the things that I said was do you actually have any unpaid fines and he goes actually yeah I do and we found out that the reason he couldn't get his um, ID documents or his license was because he hadn't paid his fines. He had about 14k worth. So once he told me that we were able to call Revenue New South Wales with the client's consent and ask them to lift that those business restrictions and he was able to go into Transport for New South Wales and get his driver's license so he could apply for Centrelink and do all these other things with it. So um, just the question, do you have any fines or even do you have any issues with driving like suspensions um, or business restrictions with uh, transport? That's a really good question or those are the types of questions you should ask. Great. And then uh, just for people who may not understand the work that the WDO service does, as a next step, so he had $14,000 worth of fines, how else can the WDO service assist him with those fines? That's a really good question. So as part of our specialist service, we help clients uh, to put a hold on their fines. So just to manage, you know, all the overwhelming things that they're doing and, and kind of prioritize the fines and the list of all the things so we can put a hold. We can also lift restrictions and we can help clients do what's called a WDO, which is essentially uh, doing an approved activity like volunteering or seeing your psychologist through a mental health care plan, um, getting medical treatment, study, uh, doing these types of approved activities in lieu of paying your fines. So that's a really great option for people who are already probably engaging uh, in some kind of activity uh, that helps them. So with this young man that I spoke to you about, um, he was already engaging with a psychologist. So we were able to place him on a WDO uh, with that psychologist to help him clear the 14K. So uh, mental health treatment helps clients clear their fines at a rate of $1,000 per month. So for this guy, he was already engaging about twice a month. So in a little bit over 12 months, he would have the whole fines cleared. Yeah. Wow. So how do people go about getting in touch with you? Yeah, so one of the ways that you can get in touch with me or my team is by doing a referral to our WDO inbox. So that's wdo at legalaid.nsw.gov.au. The other way to send a referral through to the WDO team is via their online referral form, which you can access by going to the WDO intranet page and clicking on WDO referral form underneath useful resources. And essentially what would really help us out in mobilising our team to, to kind of immediately provide assistance because because these are the priorities. Uh, seeing clients who are in disaster zones is a priority for us. So we would need just the name of the person, their date of birth, um, the best contact details that you've got for them, whether it's a friend, um, friend's mobile or um, a place where they're staying at. And also if you can get um, the penalty notice number for the fine if they've got one, because that would help us then be able to initiate some of the leniency policies that we've been able to negotiate with the revenue. So recently, an example of that was we had Revenue New South Wales uh, hadn't really kind of understood the extent to which bushfire victims had 
had a lot of pressures financially on them. So we advocated for them to freeze all enforcement action, to automatically lift drivers um, restrictions on people who were caught in the bushfires uh, and they wouldn't keep demanding money or try to garnish uh, money from their bank accounts uh, while they were flagged as a bushfire victim. So this type of leniency policy is um, amazing and I would love to be able to immediately have your clients be protected under that leniency policy. So if you guys can please flag that uh, they're in a bushfire zone in your referral, uh, that way we definitely know that we can apply uh, some of those things that we've negotiated with, with revenue in the past. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I'm also just interested if there's a client in front of you and they're saying, yes, I've got fines, but I have no idea what they're even for. They're like ages ago. I don't, I don't have a penalty notice. Yep. What happens then? Uh, well, essentially if they think they've got fines, even if they've got a suspension, that's probably an indicator that they have fines. Um, so you can just still get their name, their date of birth and their details. And we can actually contact Revenue New South Wales um, with the client's consent. So I guess that also means in terms of like things that you can get the client to um, complete is a legal aid authority so that we can actually call their and advocate for them with revenue. Even if they have like, you know, sometimes people have gotten like a little fine on their windscreen um, from a council, uh, for example, uh, and you can just take a copy of that and send it through as a supporting document. So even if they don't know what the fine's for and if it can be done on a WDO, we can actually look that up and, and also call revenue to find out what kind of fines they've got and get them a statement. Yeah. So as long as you've got the legal authority and some kind, if you do have any supporting documents like an evacuation notice, I know uh, a wonderful solicitor and the consumer team gave us that and we were able to do an internal review for uh, that particular client who gave us the evacuation notice because, um, yeah, he had a really good reason for for getting a fine. So I definitely think any supporting documents that you have, whether you think it's relevant or not with anything about the fine would be really helpful. Great. Thank you yeah. very much. So we've got the client's authority, for example, let's say, and we've got some details from them and we're going to email it over to the WDO team. How long are we telling the client it's going to be until they hear from somebody? So we have a plan that every time we get a referral, we tell the client that they'll be contacted within 48 hours by one of one of the members of our team. So essentially the client should be expecting a call from legal aid. Um, maybe just flag also that we call from a private number um, so that they don't get um, turned off by, um, you know, seeing a private number when, um, when we're going to call. Yeah, that's a really good tip that I would flag for every service whenever we're saying we're going to call a client. I find I found it really important working in the recovery centre because you're already in a state of trauma, as you say, and you're nervous and no one likes picking up a phone call from a private number. We never know who it's going to be. So always remembering to say that if legal aid does call you, it will be from a private number is a really important thing to tell every client, really. So if there's a lawyer at a recovery centre and they're not quite sure and they want, they think maybe this is a WDO issue, um, is there some way that they can contact one of your team to have a chat with them either that day or how would they get in contact with you to find out some more information, I guess? That's a really great question. And we really do uh, encourage you guys to ask any questions that you think, if even if you don't think it's a legal question or you want to give some legal advice, you're not sure if it's correct, please um, send through an email to our WDO inbox, wdo at legalaid.nsw.gov.au uh, and put in the um, subject line urgent 
disaster recovery and that way we know that you would like to get a, um, a turnaround at least that same day so that's that's actually happened where we did an internal review for one of our clients he he had evacuated four times and had parked in a disability spot without a, a permit and the consumer solicitor who saw him immediately emailed our team and we were able to say yes we can do an internal review um, we just need some details from about his fine and we were able to review that fine and that all happened because she had flagged that in the subject line this is a disaster recovery uh, referral and needed to give legal advice to the client. We also have an internet page so if you're not sure what kind of to topics we can assist with we have recently launched a WDO uh, service inter internet page so you can go on to legalaid.nsw.gov.au forward slash WDO uh, and it has a list of all the types of uh, areas that we can give advice. So again, we do WDO placements. Um, we also can assist with internal reviews um, and put fines on payment plans, as well as doing a debt waiver application for clients who have exceptional circumstances. Um, so I think that's probably really important for solicitors to know who are probably seeing the clients at first instance, that a write-off application might actually be something that you can flag to your client as a, as a potential option to manage some of these fines, particularly some of the fines that I mentioned that are, you know, quite high, like 14000 10000 then you can actually obtain uh, their documents like their Centrelink income statement, uh, any support letters. So if they're already seeing, you know, Blaze Aid or they're seeing um, another a shelter or someone who's probably in the disaster recovery centre, you can just get a support letter from them uh, and send that with your referral to us. And a write-off application, if, if we can um, get all those supporting documents, a write-off application can actually be a huge relief for some clients because we've gotten, I think, recently my team helped someone with $30,000 um, and he had been involved in um, bushfires and floods. So his farm was absolutely destroyed, lost all his cattle, um, lost all his fences and he had 30K worth of fines. And because we had some supporting documents from a neighborhood center, we were able to do a write-off. Yeah, great. That's a really good practical tip. Thank you. Since we caught up with Juliana, there have been some changes to the processes around WDOs. So here's Juliana again with a quick update. I just wanted to let everyone know that with the disaster recovery centres, we understand that solicitors are going to be uh, going into um, regional towns, areas, and I thought it'd be helpful to know that as on a practical level, you can email the WDO service, wdo at legalaid.nsw.gov.au in advance or even at the centre or after the after you visited the centre to get a list of all the WDO regional sponsors. Um, and so we've got six regional teams across New South Wales and we really know our sponsors very well. So if you want to tap into some of those sponsor networks, I really suggest you email us um, as a way to prepare yourself for any fines related questions or WDO related questions. Uh, that's a good way to, to find out the closest sponsor network that you've got. Um, and the other thing I wanted to let people know is that uh, one of the best ways to contact uh, to contact a sponsor is firstly you can look them up on the revenue website. Uh, they have a list of all the sponsors that have agreed to be publicly available on there. And Legal Aid also has regional sponsor lists. So you can email us. Um, or if a client maybe has a friend or a family member after speaking to you uh, and they want to look up their own sponsors or speak to someone in the WGO team, you can always um, refer them to through to Law Access um, or do a quick warm referral through to us as well uh, so that we know that that client wants to 
get someone to call them back ASAP. Fantastic. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Juliana.